Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. Today I wanted to share a story with you, a personal story about something I learned on my journey to figure out how kids best learn to read and how when I first learned it, I didn't really believe in it, (laughs) but now I have seen the power of it. So what is it that I'm talking about? It's the phrase, letters don't make sounds, they represent sounds. Now, when I first dove into the science of reading and how kids learn best to read, I was reading blog posts and they were constantly saying this, letters don't make sounds, they represent sounds. And my first reaction was a little bit like, "Mm, that seems a little nitpicky to say, oh, we can't say letters make sounds, we have to say they represent sounds. It felt a little nitpicky, like I said just kind of dramatic, like really, like I didn't think that it mattered how you said it. Letters make sounds, they represent sounds, tomato, tomato, like it's all the same, it's fine. So as I was doing more research in the science of reading, I understood finally why this slight little change of a speech, this slight little change of a sentence makes a huge difference for kids. So hopefully I can share that with you today so that if you still say letters make sounds, that maybe you'll wanna try to start changing your phrasing as well. And I am not perfect at it, trust me. In my classes, I catch myself all the time still saying that a letter made a sound. So I am still working on it as well. I don't have this down, but I understand why it's important to shift to this new phrasing. So let's backtrack a little bit. We know as humans that we have evolved to speak. We don't have to do a lot of training or rewiring our brain in order to speak because speech is natural because we've been speaking for hundreds of thousands of years. So our brain is like, yep, I got this speech. I'm good. But reading and writing have only been around for a few thousand years. So in evolutionary terms, it's just not that long. So our brains have not evolved to be natural readers and natural writers. We actually have to do a lot of retraining of our brains in order for them to read and write. That's why it's so difficult. You may have heard people say things like, it's not rocket science. Um, Dr. Louisa Motes, one of the researchers in this area, wrote a paper that said reading actually is rocket science. It is very difficult and tricky to learn. So we know this about our brains that we are wired for speech, speech comes first. So then what humans did is we evolved to create a writing system so that we could take our speech and we could write it down 
so that someone else could read it somewhere else or read it in the future. But it all starts with that speech. Speech comes first and then they created characters to put down on paper and that's the print. Speech to print. So I have a video all about how I introduce letters based on the speech to print framework that I will link down below because it's very important that we shift our thinking. If we know that we as humans spoke first, we want to start with the speech sounds. Then we are going to teach our kids that those speech sounds are represented by letters when we write them down on paper. It's because we spoke the words first and then we wrote them down on paper. So the speech came first and then the letter. That's why it's so important that letters don't make sounds. If we say that letters make sounds, it's super confusing to our kids because then they're like, but wait a minute, you said A says ah, but now I'm at the end of kindergarten or first grade and you're telling me that A says A. Which one is it? How can it say both? Or they might be showing a word that has an OA in the middle of it and that word is boat and the OA is saying O. Is it really saying O? That's gonna confuse them. They're like, wait a minute. How in the world is the O and the A if O says ah and A says ah, how is this together saying O? Oh, it's so confusing. But if we start from the very beginning and we teach our kids that the speech came first and we represent it with a printed letter on paper, then what we can do is we can start with the speech and show them all the different ways to spell that speech sound based on the other letters in the word or the patterns of the word. If we teach our kids that letters make sounds, for example, we might teach them letter X says that's the sound that we associate with the X. It says X. Okay, well then we give our kids a worksheet and the worksheet has a picture of a xylophone on it. And so we want them to know that xylophone starts with an X, but xylophone actually starts with the Z sound. It's a Z sound spelled with the letter X. But they're gonna think, wait a minute, you told me that X says why is it saying z in this word? But it's not about the sound that the letter is making. The letter is not making a sound. The sound came from our speech, our words, xylophone. The spelling of the word xylophone has an X, but it's not representing the x sound. So we teach our kids that X can represent the x sound or the z sound in spelling depending on where it is in the word. If it's at the beginning of the word, it's gonna represent the z sound. In the end of the word, it will represent the x sound. So it's about the representation of the sound. It's not making a sound, it's representing a sound. So same thing, for example, with the sounds s like snake and z like zebra. So if I told my class, this is an S, S says S, S makes the sound S. They're like, okay, I got that, like sock, great. But what happens when they see the word cheese? Cheese ends with an S-E, but it has a Z sound. 
So they're going to say, wait a minute, you told me that S says S. Why isn't it saying S in the word cheese? So instead of a letter making a sound, if we can teach our little ones the sounds, then we can teach them all the ways to spell that sound. So for example, when we teach them the sound Z, we can teach them that we can spell it with a Z or we can spell it with an S. It depends on where it is in the word and what the other letters around it are doing. So it's this whole speech to print philosophy. Because we evolved to speak, speech always comes first. Then we figure out, we graph that speech sound onto the letters that are going to spell that speech sound. Because the letters, they're not making any sounds on their own. They are only representing the sounds. If representing is a little bit of too big of a word for your class, you feel like they're not going to understand, just use the word spell. That's what I like to use too with my kids. We can say that the letter spells the sound. So for example, Z spells Z in zebra, but X spells the Z sound in xylophone. So it's Spelling the sound. It's not making any sound on its own. We start with the sound and then we figure out how to spell it from there. So I hope this is clear. I know it can be a little confusing and like I said, seem a little nitpicky that letters don't make sounds, they represent sounds. But I really think if you always go back to speech first, we as humans evolved to speak first. It's all about the speech we want them to know the speech sounds, and then we'll teach them the different ways to spell that speech sound. I mean, for example, the long A sound, I think can be spelled eight different ways. <laughs> so we don't want them to think that the long A sound is only made by the letter A because it can be spelled with so many different combinations of letters. So try, if you can, to change the way you use this phrasing. Letters represent sounds or letters bell sounds and I promise you will see a difference in your class and in your kids at home. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!